Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. If you're married to a normal American woman, you have a degree of reasonable reasons to be afraid she may misspend money. What a shocker that might happen for, for a woman's developmental issues. All right. So if I'm Satan, I'm going to take anything. And today's topic is really going to help with this because it, one of the fastest ways Satan can rattle the foundation is by using a fear-based attack on you, her, or both. All right. So here's what I watch for. All right. On a personal level and a professional level, once you start your, your DPAR process and you're reflecting, you're looking for something of substance that went wrong through an insight through revelation go okay i can see one two or three things that need attention don't ever come to the conclusion that's the entire list you just go as i'm reviewing the black box i can see a small handful of things that are manageable remember god's the ultimate weightlifting coach He'll add just enough weight to it that it stretches you, but it doesn't overwhelm you. That's how you can tell if the Holy Ghost is involved is you won't be overwhelmed and you won't be underwhelmed. Okay. When he, when you're doing your reflecting and you go, okay. And then you, that bleeds over into the discover part. Okay. Now let's clarify what it is that needs to be attended to. I don't have a problem, and it's often helpful to read books, to listen to people. It just should stimulate your thinking, but always make sure you return to a state of spiritually guided pondering so that, again, that menu of things can be clarified and useful and not overwhelming. We call this the act menu. So at the end of the discover phase, you have an act menu, which means you're not going to work on all of those things when you go into the planning stage. You now, with as much wisdom as you can, plan or back to the five steps thing, blueprint the next growth pattern for yourself. Here's what I'm going to blueprint. I'm going to do this better. I'm going to do this better. And here's how I'm going to do it better. Okay. One of the guys that's here tonight, he and I were talking about a time when he was having a healthy bonding activity with his family and his teenage son acted like a teenage son and I did a leg punch on him while they were hiking. And because adolescent boys way of showing love, that's normal, right? Dad, love you, punch you out of nowhere. And you're like, wow. Now we know that when you are suddenly assaulted 
our animal brain says you need to kill whoever just touched you. Okay. And he had a invigorated response and lo and behold, his wife saw it and was triggered. Do I need to tell the rest of the story? Uh, so she was scared of panicking. She's all, I was afraid you're going to kill our son. And he's all, have I ever killed him before? All this stuff that goes along with that. Okay. So what he did is we worked together to create a very meticulous protocol for when his son acts like a teenager, trying to predict a handful of those times, because you're not going to be able to keep him doing that. And then we did some practice with it. Okay. Let's practice it. Your son does this. What's the response? Okay. Bite the wooden spoon. Okay. Don't duct tape. I call it duct tape. Just don't let anything come out of your mouth. Do not let anything come out of your mouth because that leaves scars. And then say, huh, the only time you do that, son, is when you want to have a weird adolescent male bonding moment with me. Come here. Let's hug and feel the love. So wait, that doesn't make sense. We pra- So we practiced it, I think, 10 times. He can decide if he wants to speak up and talk about the process. But it was challenging. It was challenging me for me to discover a plan in that situation. What are you supposed to do in that situation? It's so animal-like to just rip into somebody. So it took some very advanced processing. So that's the blueprint part. Then you practice it, practice it. And if you're doing this in your battle planner, if you're doing this in your depart journal, if you're doing it where it can be written and seen, then the other person has the option of observing that your head is in the game. And I know a bit about your wife, William. As soon as she can see that your head is in the game, she calms down much faster. She just goes, okay, his head is in the game. Now she has to measure how scared to be, how triggered to be. And she has the ability to pull herself down from a serious trigger. Maybe not every time, but I've seen her do it. Okay, so maybe she will, maybe she won't this time, maybe she'll get it right, maybe she won't. But we can't measure whether or not we did it right based on her reaction. Guys, remember, thank you, you guys, we have this very two-edged sword. Sometimes we under-predict how a woman's going to handle it, and sometimes we over-predict, oh, she should be able to get over that trigger within three seconds. You've never been in a woman's brain before then, because that was a very painful, that would not have hurt me. You can't think about it that way. The key to successfully tormenting someone is you have to remember, we've been talking a little bit about how the textbooks and some of the specialists will often give the women all of the triggers and men don't have triggers, but we do. Our triggers fall in these areas that are described in the tormenting experience that Christ went through. We have our own version of hunger. We have our pride insulted. We feel powerless. Most of your triggers are going to be related to something that has to do with the three P's from the men's responsibility in the family proclamation. Something about your failure as a provider. Something about your failure as a presider. Something about your failure as a protector. Okay. It's not weird that a man can get triggered in those situations. Right, the importance of some preliminary work to make sure you build a connection, a rejuvenation system, a system where as you feel the hunger, 
and you strive to push through the correct way of and you he could because he is the well of living life and do it for five minutes longer than you think you can because you're wheezing. I can't do this any longer. I can't do this. Any, let me give you a down to earth example. Okay. Satan approaches you and says, you know what? Your wife is still mad at you. Okay. And I'm not going to say it out loud, but that's really bothersome. It's really, it's really bothersome if she's still mad at you. You just need to go check. Just go ask her. Are you still mad at me? Are you still mad at me? I need to know if you're still mad at me. Okay. And we're like, hold on. No. She signaled me that she needs to retreat and regroup. I am aware that I need to retreat and regroup. Okay. I'm going to plug in with God and get some revelation, get restabilized, head out, take some other care of some other responsibilities. And so then Satan says, you just, you just need to check with your wife. Oh, you know what? Let's check with her for her sake. We can just say that I was worried that you're still angry. So I'm asking so that I can help make sure you're not angry it has nothing to do with how that'll make me feel better and it'll meet my need see let's pretend that i am let's pretend that i am not it's not about me she says so it's not about you but you're coming in here before i signal you that i have restabilized says i just wanted to make sure you're okay so this is a current version of a torment technique that Satan will use, all right, to get you to break out of the man in the mountain phase and to interrupt any process she's using for season four. And what we're saying is if you keep pushing yourself to just follow the correct principle, get yourself centered, get yourself back at level zero. We're going to be talking about how to leave a mark, how to leave a symbol, a little suggestion. Hey, babe, when you're ready, when you're back to level zero, I'm ready to talk. But watch out because he'll do it to you. He'll do it to her and he'll torment. And that's his favorite game to play in this stage. You're up there in the mountain and he's saying, you need to check on her. You need to find out how she's doing. You need to. And some of you have wives that he does that to her. And then so she's coming to you and saying, hey, how are you doing? How's it going? What are you doing? What are you doing over there? How's it? What's going on over there? Why would she be asking those questions? Because she's scared. You may have the answers, but if you, all the answers you do have are going to be readable for her in your, your DPAR. And when you're not done, sadly, a common thing I have to try to talk to women are doing is, Every three days, they check the strength of the bridge on his side, and I'm all, his bridge isn't done yet. And she goes, I'm testing it anyway. I'm all, you do know what happens when you test a bridge that isn't done yet. Okay, how am I supposed to know if he's working on it? I just told you he's working on it. Have you read his D-pars? I don't want to read his D-pars. I just want to be able to trust him. So, guys, she's going to be tormented too. So you might as well get ready for that. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I have put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have 
pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40 lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.